bonus bitches. We do not support any statements made by said artist outside of specific <laughs> records we are talking about. Now that you say that, we picked a hell of a time to yeah, bro. do this list. The boy's going off the rails again. He's on a six-month fucking cycle. God, all throughout high school and like that era of my life, I was a, a big defender of even the dumbest shit he said. Beyonce had the best music video of all time. George Bush doesn't care about black people. Correct. This is now the same man that makes the comments that he does. He's enlightened, bro. We're just not there yet. It's okay. We'll catch up. Donda 2 comes out, man. We'll all, the people will hear. Anyway. Um, yeah, we're doing our fucking, our favorite anti-Semite. Yeah. Uh, we're ranking every Kanye West album from worst to best. It's funny, like, we're going to date this by him being an anti-Semitic, and then later on, he'll be like, he's like, he, he like hates all black people or something. He'll like denounce his, his race or some shit. Like, he'll be so weird on the fringe, like he'll support Hitler or some shit. Oh, well, fuck it. Um, Kanye's embarrassing, but he has put out a pretty wide array of great records. I think we're going to come to the, uh, the realization that a lot of his records are kind of eh, but kind of awesome at the same time, uh, yeah. going through this, uh, with a few outliers, but I think we're going to follow, uh, my list, right? Yeah. We're going to do the same thing that we did with, uh, Tarantino. Okay. I'll tell you what I have at that specific number, uh, but we will talk about the record that you have in that spot instead. We can do your, we can do yours. That's fine. I can get behind that. We'll, we'll do it the other way. Do we'll, mine. We'll instead? follow yours. Yeah, it's only fair. Okay. I, yeah, that's fine. We're doing mine. We're doing yours. Okay. I don't think explaining the rules would be as hard uh, because, like, when we did Tarantino, I had seen all his movies, but you'd seen seven of them, and like that kind of like made things a little bit muddled. But we both have listened to all. 10 mainline Kanye West records. Correct. We are not including anything that would be considered a collab album. So no Watch the Throne, no Kid See Ghost, no Cruel Summer. But yeah, only mainline records by him. You want to get into it? Okay, I have at number 10, Jesus is King. I also have I Jesus is King. Mm -hmm. Why do you have that at that spot? Um, I think we're going to come across this a few times, but I think this is like the least like Kanye feeling record. Uh, I mean, this was uh, on the heels of him coming out as like a born again Christian and like he was only going to release. He's like done with like uh, secular music and he's going strictly into like Christian music only. I guess I kind of believed him. And then like this came out. It just kind of felt like a little all over the place. Like you had like the the Sunday church choir that like he had been posting clips online and they, they make an appearance and I don't know. It's beautiful, but it's also kind of just doesn't really feel like a Kanye record. I think there's like maybe four songs where it feels like he's actually front and center, which is kind of bizarre. I completely agree. Coming from me, a non-religious man, Christian music doesn't bug me. You can do Christian themes, and Kanye himself has done some awesome uh, songs that explore religion in the past. Um, Like Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks. Uh, There's some on like later registration that Mm -hmm. come across uh, pretty well. I think the thing with Jesus is King is that his Christianity on this record, it comes across as a bunch of like empty platitudes Mm. where each song is just, oh, Jesus, oh, Lord, thank you. Like It's like Joel Olsen. (laughs) Joel Osteen. Yeah, whatever the fuck his name is. (laughs) Uh, I think he openly contradicts himself 
on many yeah. tracks here talking about like I charge a lot of money for my clothes because my family needs to eat even though he's like a multimillionaire. Uh, he comes across as a very vain and out of touch person. Sounds like Kanye. And I don't think it's helped by the fact that all these tunes are like really rushed. Uh, the production's a little sloppy, even though um, some of the contributions by people like Ty Dolla Signs, mm. uh, there's like some amazing layered vocals. Pusha has a bar. He does. Um, there's a Eclipse reunion on this album, Pusha T and uh, Malice together mm-hmm. for the first time since like the early 2000s. Kenny G yeah. playing uh, on uh, this album. But uh, yeah, it, it like barely qualifies as a mainline record. I agree. Um, number nine, I have Donda. Okay, at number nine, I have Yay. Okay. We're following my list, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay's one where I think it feels so much more like an EP than anything, which I'm like really curious to why it's like considered a, a full length album. Uh, it's just, I don't know. That was another weird time. I feel like all of Kanye's music, he has to like have some like weird character arc going on to be able to release something. Like, this is true. Uh, <laughs> like it's so bizarre. I don't know. It just seems so demo y at times. I think like. Ghost Town is on this record, on this record, right? It is. It's a great, great track, but they feel so much less like Kanye songs. I, I think this is going to be an apparent theme, but I think there's a, a stark contrast between Kanye, the rapper and Kanye, the producer. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of the times Kanye, the producer releases a record without Kanye, the rapper. <laughs> and I think this is what's happening here. I completely agree. There's still, like, some embarrassing lines on this one. Yeah. Um, it's fucking bad. I love your titties because I can focus on two things at once. <laughs> <laughs> the entirety of I Thought About Killing You. There's something very awkward about the way that song's executed. This was during that one summer, which I like to refer to as the summer of Kanye, where he was, like, working hard and producing a lot of records all at the same time. All of them, which ended up being around seven tracks. And if anything, we did get Kid Sea Ghost and Pusha T's Daytona all within, like, a month. Yeah. And I know um, you I know you love Kid Sea Ghost, right? I like it. Oh, I, mean, I don't okay. love it. I think you like it more than I do. I'll say that much. I, I think Daytona is yeah. the standout record among this batch. The reason it's so low on my list, uh, a lot of the reasons that you mentioned, like the demo quality, some sloppy production choices, considering it's only seven tracks, I only like three of them. Um, I love Ghost Town, Wouldn't Leave, and Violent Crimes, Mm. and then the rest of them, when I re-listened to this record last night, I had completely forgot about a few of them. Oh my god. It's really unfortunate, because I think we're going to mention this a few times, but God, a lot of his discography is extremely forgettable. These later years are rough, man. At um, number eight, I have 808s. Okay, at number eight, I have Donda. Okay. God, dude, what more to say than like beautiful, like three times, and the rest of it is just a mess. The thing could have been cut down to like seven tracks maybe, but instead we have like a shit ton. I think there's a 12-track track list within this gigantic group of songs that would make for a good Kanye record. Um, yeah, I know you, uh, you made a playlist of like what you think would be a good front to back. And, uh, when I listened to this record, I listened to that playlist. I copied it from you and, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some things, some of the problems I have is like, there's a song, it's like heaven or hell, like that track 
I love the way it starts out and it feels like such a great interlude maybe. And like Kanye just gets like really overindulgent. I don't know. He like leans really heavily into like almost like trap. I don't know, like really aggressive, like pill music. I don't know. It just gets really Mm -hmm. frustrating. And then on the same record, you would do stuff that would maybe feel like more religious and like beautiful choir notes, like 24 bringing back the Sunday choir, like stuff like that. It's great. But I think come to life also yeah. is like under that mm-hmm. same banner. I don't know the way they track, like the way the album starts out with Donda, Donda. Mm-hmm. It just gets really bizarre and it's, it's extremely unfocused. Uh, and it's extremely frustrating for that reason. I think the messy nature can actually be summed up, uh, in the way that it was released mm-hmm. where I think that they were legit mixing the record minutes before it was debuted for live yeah. audiences. The production is sloppy across the entirety of it, but I think the highlights are actually really awesome. I, I think it's just missing the focus. And like, don't get me wrong, like you can pull in from your background of like Yeezus uh, production, but I don't want to hear it on the the same record where you're Talking preaching about to God. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> just it's I don't know. It's really frustrating. You know, I, I went through the track list of this record last night, and to my surprise, when I opened it up on Apple Music, the track list order had changed completely from when it was initially released. Like, remember, the first real track of the record was Jail mm-hmm. back in the day, and now it's Hurricane, and then Moon comes after it. I haven't even, like, visited the, the album to even know that. There's part twos of many of the songs now that have different features and like different structures and sometimes part two comes before part one in the track list it makes no sense so that's why it's uh no one pretty low on my Kanye list. doesn't have a guy to sit there and help him green light things he just decides and everybody goes uh-huh at number seven i have yay Okay, at number seven, I have 808s and Heartbreak. Okay. Um, 808s is, uh, I can never really get you to enjoy 808s. I don't think I can either. I don't know. I think this is like when Kanye was on medication, right? I'd say so, yeah. Um, I mean, he wasn't mixing the albums seconds before they released. Yeah. Like, these were, they had set release dates, and then it was finished months before then. 808s was around the time that I figured out who Kanye West was because of um, In the Nut, yeah, heart, you know, uh, Heartless and stuff like that was played on the radio heavily. Um, I think it was in a period of time where Kanye was a little less crazy. This is where the cracks were starting to show a little bit, though. I don't know. I was never around for the the pop culture, like the extra, the TMZ commentary on the celebrity of uh, his life outside of the uh, the studio. So I don't understand what was going on around them. But this was a an era of Kanye that I got familiar with, and I've I've revisited in my uh, last few years. But I love a few songs, Streetlights. You know, I love that track, but it's really the only track I ever come uh, to play from the record. I don't know. It's kind of a weird one. It is a weird it, one. It feels like if Kanye had sex with Coldplay, <laughs> like it's just so bizarre. I think the reason why I have this above albums like Donda and Ye, where on those albums, there are songs that I would return to, where on 808s, I won't. But I think on 808s, this is one of his most, um, how would I say this? 
he's like setting up an entirely new genre of hip hop on this album. It's one of the most mm-hmm. influential. And I think the influence of 808s has spanned even to today where we wouldn't have Drake or Travis Scott. And I'll admit some of the production is pretty dated. He's talking through like a tin can on a lot of the tracks, like the way the vocals are produced. I don't like the rap features on this album at all. Young Jeezy, Lil Wayne. If I had to choose highlights, uh, Say You Will, Heartless, mm-hmm. Paranoid. Streetlights is a cool song, uh, but I, I never return to any of them. This ain't the vibe that I go to Kanye for, mm. but I respect its ability to like kind of set the tone for the next decade. Mm. You know what I mean? Where are we at? We number are six. at number six. What do you have right there? I have uh, The Life of Pablo. Okay. At number six, I have Yeezus. Okay. Um, it's ranked a few more uh, above for uh, for me on that one, but... Did you say Yeezus in your list already? Oh, you mean it's, uh, it's up closer to the top? Yeah. Okay. See, it's funny because the other night you said this would be like the bottom of your list. Did you do a critical uh, reevaluation? I think, uh, God, Yeezus is so manic. I think the production on this record actually aged pretty well besides like Bound 2, maybe. Yeah. God, this is like workout Kanye, uh, which I like. <laughs> uh, I like when Kanye is just like, He's saying ridiculous things with without reluctance, um, and he has like an instrumental to back him up. I don't think it's really that great, to be honest with you. And and I want to preface my list. I don't really view Kanye as like a great artist anymore. And I think after his discography has gotten so big, I I, I think it becomes extremely apparent that a lot of his stuff is extremely mid. Besides a, a handful of records, and I and I think the ones closer to the top for me lie within personal enjoyment. They're also at the very beginning of his career. Yeah, for the most part. I don't know. Yeezus is cool, but I don't know. I know it's a little lower for you than me. Yeah, there's a few things that kind of set it back, but I will admit that Yeezus was the last time that Kanye was semi-focused. Yeah. This is also the first time that he was rushing to get a project finished right before the release date. So this is kind of the start of that trend mm. where he's making changes to the album a week before it's coming out. And it shows. I mean, there's some sloppy decisions here. But you know what? I I think, like, the first couple of tracks on this record are, like, really fucking awesome. Like, I Am A God and uh, Black Skinhead. New Slaves. Yeah. I used to hate the song Hold My Liquor. <laughs> We've got Chief Keef and Bonnie Vare right next to each yeah. other. But when you go back and listen to it, there's like some really interesting stuff going on sonically mm-hmm. on tracks like that. Uh, I'm in it and Blood on the Leaves Blood are pretty cool. Leaves, dude. Um, I think there's a couple tracks towards the end, like Guilt Trip and Send It Up, which yeah. like might be among like the worst Kanye songs mm-hmm. of all time. And I don't mind Bound Two, although like the transitions between samples and like the musical sections on that God, song, his vocal delivery is so bizarre too. He's like really enthusiastic for some reason. Like it, it's like way too loud in the yeah. mix and stuff. This is also one of Kanye's worst albums lyrically. Um, I think this was, <laughs> this was with. Um, Hurry up with my damn croissant. <laughs> <laughs> was this um? What's the uh, collab album with like DJ Khaled and all them? Is that uh? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. God, I think it's the summer album. What what's it called? Um, I mean, Cruel Summer. Cruel I don't summer. think is a. Oh, maybe it's not. I don't think DJ Khaled's even on it. There's one that's like got uh, champions and shit on it. You know what I'm talking about? Champion. Remember that song? 
I don't know. Um, we won't go over it, but okay. Uh, I think it was around the same time. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little out of touch, but it's also because it's so hedonistic and self-serving. It, yeah. It's kind of fun, and I like it during <laughs> exercise. It's trying to be something, and I admire that because a lot of his later records are so unfocused. Are we on uh, number five? Number five. What do you have right there? I have late registration. Oh, man. we got beef. Hey. We'll get there when we get there. Let me preface it. Late registration is the one I'm least familiar with. Yeah. I think if I gave it more time, it would be closer, way closer to the top. Okay. Um, but I did not have enough time to really digest it. There's some great tracks on that one, but. And number five, I have The Life of Pablo. Okay, perfect. This was an album that I like downloaded title for. I had like started a free trial and uh, it was my junior year. It was my summer of going into senior year. And uh, I was on a cruise when it released, and I he released it while I still had Wi-Fi so I could download Tidal and uh, get the album to listen to on vacation. That was the only great thing about the record for me. Just that experience? Yeah, and I was like, dude, I'm so fucking cool. I'm, I got fucking Tidal to listen to this shit. And then you canceled it like two weeks later? Yep, as soon as I got off that fucking cruise ship. Is Tidal still a thing? Uh, I think it might be fucking Jay-Z own it or some shit. Yeah, he does. Um, they do have like good quality music on there. Like the fidelity, like the actual audio quality is good, mm. but yeah, it's fucking, it's title. No one's going to use that shit. If someone mm-hmm. says they have, if they use title as their, their mainline streaming service, fucking run away. Uh, dude, life of Pablo. It's so weird. This is a weird ass record. God, it's so weird. The album art is so fucking weird. Uh, I mean, maybe at the time it wasn't because it's probably like at the height of like meme culture and you're, you're like probably used to seeing like weird clip art shit and like yeah. it almost looks like a crappy Valentine's Day card. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like that Twitter trend. I wouldn't even know how to start describing what the album is. What's the sound of Life of Pablo? I think he definitely like leans heavily into like religious themes here and there but then he's also like just bleached her asshole and like <laughs> stirring up taylor swift beef again and i don't know it's a mixed bag it's so bad though it's so bad oh man but the highlights yeah on this album like ultralight beam i think some of them are like among the best of his career ultralight beam might be his best album opener I've always described the life of Pablo as kind of being like Dark Twisted Fantasy Part 2, mm. like a sloppier, unfocused version of that record. We're kind of getting bits and pieces of everything he's done up until this point. Mm-hmm. We're getting auto-tune, R&B, these epic uh, instrumental compositions. Throwback to like the soul stuff that he used to do mm-hmm. with tracks like Real Friends. No More Parties in L.A. with Kendrick Lamar mm-hmm. with like an, an awesome return to form for Kanye uh, where he's like rapping way more uh, precisely and like quick paced than he has in a couple years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then there's like some low lights <laughs> on the album too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super weird, man. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah. I just think it's frustrating because it's extremely unfocused. It continues later into his career. So, I mean, I think this is the start of like complete unfocused mania. Yeah. I actually think this is the last record that I've considered at the very least to be good by him mm. but yeah number four i have uh Yeezus. at number four i have graduation mm-hmm. we're getting into territory of like me really liking the records mm-hmm. now i think graduation is <clears throat> a lot of fun 
Yeah, I think uh, tracks like Barry Bonds actually like makes Lil Wayne look pretty all right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, like T Pain and it felt like a an album that was really of the time. It was like 2008. Was that when that one came out? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good time for Kanye. I mean, I think it's extremely it's a focused record too, where I feel like he's kind of piggybacking off of like college dropout and late registration, where but he's leaning more towards into like poppier sounds and production values a little higher. You know, you're you're leaning more into uh, like synthy. You know, not like live instrumentation. I don't know. Things feel like a little bit of a turn of the century feel for Kanye. Things, yeah. Things become fun. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a song that sounds more like 2008 than The Good Life mm-hmm. featuring T-Pain. And I'm not bugged by it. I, I do think that the record is dated, but there's something so fun about the sound that he uses here. This might be one of the first times where like his rapping ability is dumbed down quite a bit. I think he's like using way less syllables He's going for like way less themes than he did mm. uh, earlier in his career, but his production takes a way drastic turn. Um, we're getting like amazing sample flips on tracks like Champion, I Wonder, uh, I think Everything I Am might be a top yep. five Kanye West song for me. Um, there's some weird stuff here. I mean, I like Drunken Hot Girls. I like that song. Damn, I think that's like one of the biggest duds of Damn. this early part of his career. We'll disagree there, I guess. Um <laughs> him collabing with like Chris Martin from Coldplay. Like I, I don't really like returning to that track very much. Um, but then you have good the morning. Good morning is a great opener. And then, yeah, the glory is, I think it's top five Kanye. It's a great track. Yeah. This record reminds me of like going on a Sunday drive. Mm. Like I could just put graduation on and not have a care in the world. I gotcha. And I think that's where it stands like in time. Yeah. I, I think the low points are not as low compared to other albums on his discography and i think that kind of helps elevate it to a somewhat uh pleasant experience Um, yeah but i don't think you're gonna get too much of a experimental or complete overhaul of the way you view hip-hop music at the time i think it played really well into like the chris brown t-pain era of like early 2010s or in late uh 2000s era music yeah and it worked fine and it it wasn't him him making it his own yeah and it wasn't so far-fetched to where you couldn't get behind it in a way where it challenged you in any sort of uh uh, fashion but it, it turned out pretty okay and i think i think it's fine what are we on? Number four or number number three? Number three. That's where I have graduation. Okay. And number three, you might be shocked. I have my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Okay. I think this album is like a, a ten for a lot of people, but on paper it's a seven. I completely agree. And I think at the time, knowing the history of the record and the way it was produced, I think it kind of added like this mystique and this. Mm. Uh, I had like fucking swag and like dapper. It was, it was cool as fuck. I mean, for the yeah. people that worked on the record. I think this record is put into the position that it is, like, being so acclaimed, uh, because this was kind of like his comeback, mm-hmm. especially after 808s, mm-hmm. like, where a lot of people weren't really down with the sound of that record. Mm-hmm. He also kind of went into a... He kind of, like, went away from the limelight for a while, because this was after the whole Taylor Swift 
award show debacle Mm -hmm. and him coming back with this record that honestly broke some conventions when it came to hip-hop production. I think this record is super cohesive. It's densely packed. It's definitely like his most thematic album Mm -hmm. from track to track. But God, there are some moments on here that are annoying. Chris Rock on Mm -hmm. uh, The Blame Game. Uh, Hell of a Life is a pretty bad song. But all the in-betweens are are huge, actually. All the lights. Power. Runaway. Devil in a New Dress. God, the highlights on this record are like fucking upper echelon of his career. I think we're both in the same camp where we think Devil in a New Dress is Kanye's best song. Yeah. That's how we... Absolutely. That's how we met. Like, that's how we became (laughs) friends was over that song. Yeah. I don't know if we've said it on the podcast, but... We probably did when we uh, initially reviewed this album Uh on an old channel that is no longer available. Or uh, should I say, I would request you not to go listen to (laughs) our old stuff. Yeah, but that's how we that's how we became friends when we uh, we we first started working together. We were just talking about music, and we started getting on Kanye. and, And I asked you what's your favorite Kanye song. I knew what mine was, and you said "Devil in a New Dress," and I flipped the fuck out. I'm like, "This guy's cool as shit. This guy knows what's up." You're like, "Ah, hold on, I gotta think about that for a second. Took the trash out, came back. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Here we are. You know, we became best friends because of an anti semite. You know that? <laughs> damn it, damn it. <laughs> I think that my opinion of this record has lessened over time a little bit, but I still think it's great. It's not a perfect record, mm-hmm. but uh. He did something, you know? Where are we at? Number two? <laughs> you said that for every number. Where are we at? Where are we at? What do you have at number two? My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Okay, at number two, I have The College Dropout. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah, dude. The College Dropout. I think this is peak, bro. I, I do. I do think this is peak. Uh, I think this is the best of the best. And I think I think The College Dropout for me, I listened to it after the fact, you know, after 808s and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and maybe even like Jesus. And I think I was like coming to where I, I, I wish he would, I wish he did more. I, I want more of this right here. Motherfucking drag you across the stage. <laughs> you know, shit like, I, I miss, I miss the skits. I, I, I love, God, skits need to come back. They mm, need to come back. Maybe. If they're done well. This is kind of the end of an era for skits because like skits were huge in oh, 90s yeah. and early 2000s rap and usually they'd be like a huge waste of time. But Kanye, he made them like a thematic element. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's a story behind it, but um, they're very funny. I will say in comparison to like late registration, some of the skits are a little too much. Mm. Like they go on a little long. Their placement in the track list is a little weird, but goddamn. The songs on this album are so damn good. Through the Wire, when I heard that song for the first time, I, I thought I had taken a drug. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't believe I had listened to that song and, and never heard it before. Literally, r- r- rapping through a, a, a wire jaw and tracks like Jesus Talks, or excuse me, Jesus Walks. <laughs> I can't hold my liquor. Um, and then Last Call, I think that really showed me what an album should uh, look like when it ends. I love the thematic quality and like the cinematic uh, feeling of a credit roll where I think many artists to this day want their last call. They want that moment on their records. I mean, it's never as good. It's never as good. I think the only thing I hold close to it would be like uh, 
2014 Forest Hills Drive, like note to self. Although that is an extremely long, long fucking credit roll. Yeah. Uh, I think the way that track opens up instrumentally uh, helps pay great homage and appreciation to a credit roll similar to this record. I think what Kanye did on this record that was so special, especially considering that it's like his debut, is that he was coming out in a time that was called the bling era. It was like nonstop. How would you say this? Like like this braggy style, like flash money and guns. Mm -hmm. And it was all about that kind of shit. And he's coming out and he's rapping about Thanksgiving dinner with his family, Mm -hmm. paying for college tuition. Mm -hmm. He comes across, and this is weird to say, in 2022, he was so human and so down to earth. Yeah, he was humble. So humble, talking about like carrying his pink backpack around and like how he is kind of like an outlier in the rap scene. No one believed in him. He he was so charismatic. I'm not going to say that like Kanye is like the best rapper in the world at the time, but he really had something that nobody else had. Mm -hmm. He's hilarious on this record Mm -hmm. as well. Uh, Tracks like We Don't Care almost come across Mm -hmm. as like comedy routines. I don't think it's anything that we'll ever see again on a mainstream level. It's a very special album. Um, this might be a little bit of a tangent, but I think while we're t- when you're talking about Kanye in that light, I think one of the most frustrating things about him these days is that it seems like he's forgotten that that he's come from something else. Like it seems like he's these days he carries himself with almost like I've always been a prophet. I've always been here. I've always been this amazing. And now it feels like he doesn't back that up. Hell, I mean, you could talk that and and hype yourself up, but these days it feels like he is not even remotely close the way he speaks about himself. He doesn't feel like the same human being. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. So there was a an interview of him that is a podcast on the Lex Friedman show, and it just came out yesterday. And I had listened to a little bit of it. And... It's a great interview, and the interviewer Lex does a great job of pushing back against him in a very civil manner, and you can really see the holes in Kanye's ability to think critically, which I find extremely frustrating because I know he's capable of of taking a step back, and it feels like he's just leaning so foot to the uh, to the gas pedal all the way to the floor and it, I don't know it's just so frustrating his mental illness also plays a huge part into yeah. all this yeah I don't know how you fix that though and I can only imagine what that's like being in his shoes being that famous as well and yeah I don't know I, I, I empathize with that but it's also like someone needs to help him I feel for him but I don't know I don't want to get too far off but college dropout was it was him when he was, yeah, still just a dude. And it, I miss that. And I think that album, God, it, it feels like a completely different person when you listen to it. Yeah, it does. But it's fucking awesome. And I worry for him in the future. And I'm, I'm sure it'll only get worse at this point. But I don't want that. But yeah, we move on. Number one. I know that you have college dropout at number one. And you have late registration. Yes. Late registration. I know. You (laughs) motherfucker. So I I, love it. I was shocked that when we went to the bar the other night, you said that you weren't super familiar with this record. I know that's why it has the place that it does on your list. I think late registration is everything I like about the college dropout, but more. We're getting a more cohesive product. I think the skits kind of have an evolution to them over the record. I think he's 
doing something more dense with the instrumentation where on college dropout he was kind of introducing gospel samples and live instrumentation but on this record he's doing all of that in a classier way and he also has producer john bryan uh introducing like strings mm-hmm. onto the record i think we're getting a, a more sonically dense and more adventurous version of the college dropout more self-reflective as well yeah I mean, he's talking about uh, addiction on this record to like stuff like um like sex and money and fame uh he's talking about like his mom on the track mm-hmm. hey mama he has a track about his grandma with roses i think tracks like heard him say make even the douchiest music musicians like adam levine sound awesome <laughs> he is such a douche <laughs> you ever seen uh begin again is that what it is yeah, I've seen it. He's in that. He I, like, plays, I like that movie. Adam Levine plays Adam Levine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and Celia Green plays Celia Green. <laughs> and Mark Ruffalo plays Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. It's all pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, for the most part. Um, he's tackling like the drug epidemic on tracks like crack music. Mm. I, I think like this is Kanye at his most lyrically and technically most proficient. Mm. It's it's hard to kind of like state the case because it's like more of just like the college dropout part two. Mm. But I just think it's like the, Probably the thematic quality of the titles and stuff as well. Yeah. It's the rare example of a sequel uh, being an improvement in my mm. eyes. And uh, that's why I have it at number one. It'll probably grow on me if we ever give it more time. I'm sure I'd appreciate it more. But it is the one I'm most or excuse me, at least familiar with. So, yeah, it was Kanye ranked our favorite uh, crazy man. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Hopefully, next time we come back on bonus, we'll uh, have a lengthier, in-depth review on. Uh, I know we've been talking about doing uh, Better Call Saul for a while. Um, I don't know yeah. what direction we'll take next, but um, we might have a three-week break in between. We'll have to figure it out. I gotta start a new job, so we'll figure it out. But yeah, maybe if we do have a longer break, maybe we can give more time to better call Saul and I can start that now if we decide but um until then um this will come out prior to Suspiria I would assume which was fun I actually I might edit Suspiria Suspiria first first, just to get it out uh during October okay but yeah if that's the case we'll do uh the sound of metal next time you hear us but uh until then that's all I got get her if you could do uh the honors again adios adios